The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNPROP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best NBA better in the US? OddsCrowd is challenging you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. There's a three thousand. There's three thousand dollars up for grabs in their season-long contest, and two hundred dollars every week in their weekly contest. Just head over to oddscrowd.com to sign up now. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome everyone to the NBA edition of the PropCast, the first edition of the NBA PropCast. Uh, it is currently 2.15 on the West Coast, Friday afternoon, NBA season, like we said, just a few days away. We were going to do our first episode on the PropCast, and here we are, and joining me as always on the PropCast my partner in crime for the prop betting, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing this Friday afternoon, buddy? Doing good, bro. Ready to talk some hoops, player awards, uh, setting off the NBA prop cast the right way. Man, the season's, what, starting on Tuesday, dude. This shit is yeah, coming up oh, fast, man. so we got to get busy. Um, time to redeem myself for some futures here. I think our future NFL bets are looking pretty good, but yeah, uh, yeah yesterday's props, though, uh, one and two kind of tanked that a little bit, but um, wasn't expecting you and I both weren't expecting Miles Sanders to finally go off against the best defense in the NFL or rush defense in the NFL. So our, I think we handic- just got a bad beat there. Yeah, our handicap was correct, man. We were sending some messages back and forth. He had one rushing yard at the half, and then he had that one in the fourth quarter where he scammed with like like thirty yards and which yeah. killed everything yeah. for us. But right, right, yeah, we still ended up three and three on the night. But we'll re- we'll recap that later when we do the NFL Week Six uh, picks. I know we wanted to get that in there, but. We're yeah. here for the round ball. We're here for basketball. Um, so the plan for today's show is that we're going to do our uh, regular season awards. We're going to go through six categories. That's going to be the rookie of the year. That's going to be most improved player of the year, six man, uh, six man of the year, coach of the year, defensive player of the year, and the MVP. So uh, without further ado, let's get this basketball rolling. Let's get into these awards, uh, Dan. Uh Let's start with Rookie of the Year, man. Then we'll work our way to the MVP. Um, rookie of the Year, man. Let's go. Uh, let's start with you, man. Who do you got? So I think it's a pretty, it's an assumed, it's an assumption that, you know, Cade Cunningham and, and Jalen Green are the odds on favorites, right? Like they, they have probably the best opportunity in terms of instant minutes, instant usage, 
um, especially Cade Cunningham. Like I think he's going to see close to 30 minutes from the, from out, out the gates and as yeah. well as Jalen green with John wall um, on the trade block. So, you know, opportunity wise, I think that they're probably the best. They're still short favorites at, you know, plus two fifty and plus two seventy five respectively. But I'm gonna throw out a couple of dark horses here because, like, I I think it's more value to the money, man. I'm looking at a, a Chris Duarte at thirty to one, okay. and the reason I'm thinking Duarte is because Karis Levert isn't all the way back yet. T.J. Warren is still not even running. There's a good chance that Duarte could be the sixth man um, and compete with T.J. McConnell for minutes and. Uh, with this Pacers team that has Rick Carlisle at the helm now, we actually have some competent leadership. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the issues that they had along with injuries last season. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Duarte uh, flirt with like 26, 27 minutes. And yeah. with with uh, the immediate playing time that he has with Karis LeVert maybe being eased in, probably getting load management because we know his injury history, along with TJ Warren being nowhere in sight. Uh, I think there might actually be a nice path to playing time for Chris Duarte at 30 to one. So I'm going to sprinkle something on that. Um, if I had to choose between Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, I'm going to lead Cade mainly because the Detroit Pistons um, are in more... I think they're aggressive an aggressive need of talent and, you know, their best player is Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stewart. I don't know if he's going to come, uh, if he's going to make that leap in year two quite yet. Um, whereas Kate Cunningham can slot in there and be their leader in assists, probably compete for rebounds. And I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped, you know, close to 17, 18 points a game in year one. So, uh, really excited about, about his prospects, but I just don't like the odds that I'm getting there for the value. Um, one additional name I'll throw out there is, uh, Josh Giddy at, at 20 to one. I think he, we've seen in the preseason, he's getting a ton of minutes and they like playing him alongside Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. He could play the, the three. Yeah. Um, so I think that there could be some opportunity there, even though the, the Thunder aren't going to be very good this season, they could still surprise and Giddy uh, could be one of those, uh, one of those people that emerges easily as an all rookie team candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we could see him actually stuff the stat sheet a little bit too. You know, when we talked about the draft and we did the prop bets for that, we said that this is a draft with so much talent that I think this is one of the best drafts that we've seen in a while, especially when we talked about the top three guys, Cunningham, Green, and Mobley. And, I mean, if you go further down the list, like the guys that you just mentioned, Josh Giddey, Chris Duarte was our darling in that draft props because we went heavy on him and we cashed with that uh, easily. Shout out to uh, bro, uh, Zach Broder for us, uh, for him leading us to that. Um, but... I think that we can make a case. I went a little chalky. I went with my man, Jalen Green. Um, and it's because I think the same effect that we're talking about with Cade Cunningham on the Pistons, I think Jalen Green is also going to be that guy for the Houston Rockets, right? After James Harden left the team or when he got traded, that left a significant void of a next superstar or star potential guy coming into this team. And I think they made that decision by taking Jalen Green second overall. He's going to step up right into that stepping, uh, starting lineup He's going to be playing 25, 30 minutes a night. And this guy is a bucket, man. He can, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages 20 points per game in his first season because he has that type of potential. He can get to the basket at will. He can shoot the ball very well. I think the one thing that might hinder his numbers a little bit is that you also have Kevin Porter Jr. in the backcourt, who's a a guy that can also score a bucket for you. But I went Jalen Green. I locked this up when the numbers came out at plus 400. Uh, but it's down to plus 275 now. I'll still take the pick there. I think one more guy that that's kind of been forgotten in in this in this in this rookie class that came in, the guys that we also haven't talked about, or a guy that we haven't talked about, 
Scotty Barnes, I think, is intriguing to me at 12 to 1. I think that we've seen a lot of great things from him in the preseason. He's been getting a lot of assists for this team. I think that he's going to be have a crucial role if the Toronto Raptors are going to have success on this team this year if they make a playoff push. Um, and who knows, maybe Gordon Drogic may be on the move at come trade deadline for a team that probably needs a starting point guard or maybe even a sixth guy to be that backup point guard. So uh, for me, I went Jalen Green, and then I took Scotty Barnes a little bit at 12-1. to 1. Yeah, I like Scotty Barnes a lot, mainly because uh, Pascal Siakam's still injured, so he still yeah. has a path to getting some decent playing time with him out. Um, Chris Boucher is also out, so you know with the yeah. two potential starters out of the lineup, you get Scotty Barnes some additional minutes, and with Kyle Lowry gone, you know he, him, and and uh, Fred Van Vliet have become the de facto. Uh, pretty much ball handlers for this team. And we saw in the preseason, he's balling out. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pascal Siakam or OG Ananobi potentially get traded, mm -hmm. you know, Scotty Barnes's value is going to go through the roof. So I like him at 12 to one as well. Um, and one last person I want to throw out there, eight yep. to one, Evan Mobley. I think he's looked great for the Cavs thus far. It seems like they're committed to doing this, you know, two man big with Jalen, Jared Allen, uh, also in the front court, yeah. but uh, Evan Mobley's look really good on the defensive end. And, yeah. you know, if he can, if he can carve out a solid 25 minutes, um, potentially average a double double with like three blocks, that's certainly the the statistics that could warrant, you know, a rookie of the year candidate. The only problem is, is the team going to be good enough for, for it to realize it. And, and yeah. I, I don't know that about that yet, but um Certainly some competition also in the front court there with them picking up Lori Markinen as well. But yeah, yeah I, I like the way what I, I like what I've seen out of Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, um, even your boy Alfred Sagoon. I yeah, just don't man. think he has a path to playing time, but like he is a per minute beast. I yeah. just don't know that he's going to be there in terms of, of playing time. Yeah, that's only downfall because they do have Christian Wood in that in that front court along right. with Jay Sean Tate. That's kind of manning that front court, but. I'm excited for uh, Shane Goon going forward uh, uh, with his team for the Rockets. And I think, Dan, last thing about Rookie of the Year, I think this is a market that we might want to keep an eye on probably day-to-day, -day, weekly, because mm -hmm. we, we just named a whole bunch of guys, and they all make their own case and more or own argument that they can be Rookie of the Year. So I think when you're, when you're paying attention to the NBA – that look out for these rookies and how they're playing and the, how the markets are moving. Because I think you can, you know, early on in the season here, before the season starts, you can pick up some of these guys with longer, longer odds. Like Duarte, we said 30 to one, but also maybe these guys that get off to a slow start, maybe like a Cunningham gets off to a slow start, or even, you know, Scotty Barnes, that their odds may inflate a little bit where you can pick them up, you know, if they're off to a slow start and they, they kind of get up to speed with the game. So definitely a market I will be keeping an eye on uh, as far as the season progresses. Let's move on to the next category, Dan. Let's go to the most improved player of the year. Uh, who do you got for us in this category? Uh, this one's tough, man, but I, I think I got to lean towards, uh, and I haven't placed a bet on this yet because there's there's about three guys that I'm really I'm really tinkering on, and, and the odds-on favorite, Michael Porter Jr., I think mm. he slots in as the obvious favorite just because, you know, if you looked at his per-game usage and performance after Jamal Murray went down, um, he was one of the more efficient players in the NBA, and I think he's, you know, he's firmly in the, uh, the conversation to get a, a contract extension, so I think he's going to be balling out. He's motivated to get that contract, so yeah. I think he's, the, he's the, the right favorite. The people that I think are actually in a better place to win um, I like Jordan Poole a lot. And, um, and I think that Jordan Poole, we've seen him. Um, he's going to have the advantage of having Clay Thompson come back in like a month or two. And he's been a microwave bucket and he's yeah. doing it all. 
uh, for the Warriors. And I think the Warriors are going to be a very good team this season. Uh, probably one of the, the overs that I'm going to be taking in terms of team totals is the Warriors, because I think that they, they tooled up and really stacked their, their team in depth um, to be contenders this year. And Jordan Poole is going to be one of the, the best scorers on that team. So I'm expecting him to take a big leap here. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him move into that most improved player conversation. Um, the other one I really love, and it's probably my top pick, is OG Ananobi. Okay. And I think he's going to be the main beneficiary of Pascal Siakam being out. We've already seen him be the focal point of the offense next to Fred Van Vliet. Um, in for Toronto right now, he averaged over 24 points in the preseason. So um, I think that there's a huge there's going to be a huge leap opportunity for this guy to be potentially become an all-star, which is typically one of the metrics that's used to um, decide a most improved player. So um, if we're looking at pure opportunity value breakout candidate, OG Ananobi at 20 to one to me is the pick. I, I, I agree with everything that you said about uh, Jordan Poole. I'm not going to, you know, uh, sound redundant here. Everything that you said, that was one guy that I did have on my list. Uh, and then also, and OG Ananobi, I think you make a great case because we mentioned when we were talking about the Raptors earlier is that they have injuries, right? You said Siakam's injured. Uh, Chris uh, Boucher is so injured. Uh, Scotty Barnes may take a little while to get up to speed. So I think that opened up, opens up the gates for a guy like OG Ananobi. And it certainly has a potential now, right? And I think that yeah. if, if early on in the season, the Raptors are going to have success, it's going to have to be on the backs of Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi until uh, their uh, other guys get back. Um, the one guy that I also had on my list was uh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 16 to 1. Um, you know, last season he was out most of the year for the Grizzlies. He only played about 11 games and he still ended up averaging 14.4 points per game. Well, from what I'm reading, he should be ready to go for this season. If we take a look at the roster, I think Dylan Brooks is going to be out two to three weeks with the hand uh, injury. And I think that opens up more opportunities for Jaron Jackson Jr. because of the trade that they made with the uh, Pelicans. Now that Valanciunas is gone, you have Steven Adams, but Adams is not the score that Valanciunas was. He can get the blocks and the rebounds, but I think that Jaron Jackson has, has developed a great jump shot. He's going to really have to help uh, John Moran on the def sorry the offensive end by scoring the basketball. And I think this is a great opportunity for him. And I think if Jackson can get close to averaging 17, 18 points per game. I think this makes a great uh, a value opportunity at 16 to 1 for Jaron Jackson Jr. to win most improved player of the year. The other guy I'm not so confident in, but I do like is I'm going with another homer pick in Kevin Porter Jr. Um, now that John Wall and the Rockets decided that they're going to try to find a trade for him, he's going to be that starting point guard for this team. Last season, KPJ, I mean, when he was playing for the Rockets, he was putting up significant numbers for the Rockets. He dropped a 50-point game against the Bucks, and now he's found a home in Houston, right? If you're, if you're following his Twitter account, he's saying that he loves Houston. Today he tweeted out, you're going to have to shoot me to get me out of Houston. So this guy's all in. And I think the focus on basketball is going to be huge for Kevin Porter Jr., especially when you have a coach like Steven Silas. And I think the big thing for him is having John Lucas on that bench for the Rockets, who's such a player development coach. And I think he's really worked with KPJ in this offseason. I see, I think the myth, the metrics make a lot of sense for KPJ. Um, at 10 to 1, uh, I wish it was at better odds, but I'm going to put a little bit down on KPJ to get a uh, most improved player of the year. So those are the three guys. I had Jordan Poole, Triple J, and then KPJ. Yeah, I love KPJ. Um, just I think he's going to have to get Wall's going to have to get out of there for for him to fully realize the the value that he has. But yeah, yeah I love I love KPJ. I think he's also going to struggle a little bit with efficiency, but 
we've seen this guy go for ridiculous stat lines, like 50 points, 10 assists. Yeah. Anytime somebody's doing that, those putting up those kind of work and that, that kind of numbers, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in the conversation. And th- I feel like the voting members always remember those, those types of big explosions. Right. So yeah. it all helps the narrative of shaping that award. Um, one to mention one, one quick thing on OG yeah. and Anobi one more time is that if you look at his numbers through the first four years, they look eerily similar to Kawhi Leonard and the only difference is, is that in the fourth year, Kawhi made that jump to over 20 points a game. If we can see OG do that, I think that this is going to be a runaway for him. But um, yeah, it's a really interesting, I'll, sh- I'll share the graphic with you, but it's a really interesting okay. trajectory of the four-year breakout of how those trend lines are kind of converging at the same point yeah. uh, for both those dudes. So yeah, but uh, Ray, let's let's uh, let's move to the next one. I like it, man. I think uh, you're, you're really convincing me to put a two-unit bet on OG and Anobi, <laughs> but uh, I think we're making a great case for all the guys that we talked about. But for sure. it seems like OG and Anobi, at, that's it's a pretty good value at 20 to 1. Um, you know, w- with all the metrics and all the handicap that you had. Let's take our first break here, uh, Dan, and then we'll come back and we'll get to sixth man of the year. We're brought to you by WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, PropSwappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, guys, coming off of the break, two categories down, four more to go. Uh, let's jump to six men of the year. Dan, I'll let you kick things off here. Two guys. Number one, Patty Mills, 14 to one. Agreed. To me, it's, this has got to be Patty's award to lose, right? Because yeah. with the Kyrie saga, there's going to be a chance that, you know, maybe Cam Thomas works in there, becomes their de facto starter, and then you bring Patty Mills off the bench. But either way, I think he's going to be one of those Lou Will type six men where, He's going to be, he might get some starts for a majority of the season. And then yeah. you'll see him also come off the bench enough to still be considered for the award. But we already know that Patty Mills is capable of scoring at, at will. And I think he's going to have a really important role in the second unit, as well as just the overall uh, construct of this net squad with Kyrie Irving in limbo. So to me at four, at 14 to one man, like that, that's the slam dunk. I'll pass on Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, yeah. Kevin Herter, 
um, all those dudes ahead of him. Like he's, he's the guy, the second dude I would probably say, and I don't know that he'll, I think he's also going to be tinkering on whether he'll get enough minutes um, is Jordan Poole, And he's at 20 to one man. And, you know, I think if, if clay comes back when he's supposed to like mid season yeah. or by like the beginning the first two months of the season, we could see Jordan Poole rack up a whole bunch of stats in the beginning as a starter, and then he'll kind of tail off, but he'll still see close to 30 minutes a game and that six man uh, role because, you know, we're both expecting him to come out playing very well. So I, at 20 to one to me, that, that just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I think we're really both high on Jordan Poole. So maybe, you know, maybe you're going to grab him for fantasy also, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with everything that you said about Patty Mills. I was one of the guys that I wrote down. It just makes too much sense. Right. I think this was one of the most underrated signings in the off season right. was Patty Mills. Pretty much. He's going to lead that second unit, right? And he's a guy that has a, a high basketball IQ. Um, he's going to be very, very important, especially with the whole Kyrie situation going on in Brooklyn, that if he's not there, Patty Mills, I think is a more than capable guy that can step up in that role and provide enough shooting and point guard play for the Brooklyn Nets with James Harden and Kevin Durant. So I 100% agree with you there. Uh, Jordan Poole, we talked about, we're both high on. I think one more name that I do want to throw out there, it's he's right up there, that kind of that chalky uh, area. Derek Rose at 15 to 1. Um, he's not going to be the starter on this team. You have Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier that the Knicks added, but I think last season, when we saw that when they traded for um, Derrick Rose to come on this team, he was really commanding that second unit where they really needed offense. This guy was averaging anywhere from 15 to 17 points per game uh, for this team. And I think that that scoring is what they really needed help on. They went out and got Kemba and Evan Fournier, but for that second unit, I think Derrick Rose is still going to be the, be that answer for them. Is a guy I think that can still average anywhere from 15 points per game for this team. And I think that, Derek Rose is a great story. I think that getting a six man of the year award for him is going to be big, especially being in a big, big market like the New York Knicks. All all eyes are going to be on the Knicks now that they're relevant again in the NBA. So those are the, the two to three guys that I highlighted also. Yeah, I like that. Let's move on to the, let's see what we got here next. Coach of the year. This is one of my favorite categories. Uh, Dan, I'll let you lead this one off, man. Yeah, I think there's some really good value here. You know, I'm I'm looking at Steve Kerr at 11 to one, Quinn Snyder also at 11 to one, and then you got uh, deep down there Rick Carlisle at 20 to one. Um, the one guy though that I think it's it's hard. Like this is an award that you know I think there's going to be a lot of underachieving teams, so I'm trying to avoid the, the Steve Nash's, the Eric Spolstra's, the Frank Vogels, the Jason Kids. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think that there's a good opportunity for Steve Kerr and Quinn Snyder to battle it out for the best, the top seed in the West. Um, we see that with, with so much uh, injuries across the Western conference, the one, the one, uh, the one point that hasn't changed is that the jazz are still really good and they only got better in terms of their depth. So uh, the fact that they're going to be healthy, they have their, their starting core back. They haven't really changed much they were the top seed last year. I see no reason why they can't repeat that. So to me, 11 to one for Quinn Snyder seems um, like great value. And then you have the upside of Steve Kerr, you know, coming out of a bad season, they're getting Clay Thompson back. We've seen the emergence of Jordan Poole. Maybe James Wiseman can figure it out, but like, I think the Warriors team is going to be better than they were, but I mean, it's not even gonna be close. They're going to be way better than they were last year, barring any injuries. So at 11 to one, I think you're getting exceptional value also for Steve Kerr. The other name I like Nate McMillan, 15 to one. We saw what he did in only half of a season uh, when when um, he took over for the Atlanta Hawks. They wound up making a deep run into the playoffs. Their depth is extremely good. 
um, yeah. as well. And I think that they're going to probably move up in the standings, probably upwards of two. You know, I, I could see them being a three seed. Yeah. And if they can get that high, um, who knows who's going to be the second seed, probably going to be the Bucks. But if they can overtake them, I think Nate McMillan certainly has a case for, for the award as well. So the other person, as I mentioned, Rick Carlisle, 20 to one, I just see this going to be, it's just going to be the coach effect, right? Like Rick, Rick Carlisle has a ring. He has a history of taking teams that are regular to be a lot better contending team. So yeah. just looking at the, the pure wins and losses from year over year, uh, I think Rick Carlisle could certainly be in that conversation as well. Yeah, I like that Rick Carlisle one because, you know, we, we talked about last season where the Pacers, sorry, the Pacers were having a lot of coaching issues. I think there was a lot of clash between the players and the coaches. And I think that you're bringing a familiar face that Rick Carlisle, let's not forget, he started his career, I believe, as a head coach with the Pacers and now he's back. So yep. I guess he's familiar with the city and the and the facilities. Obviously, there's been a lot of roster turnover since he was a the coach there. But um, I think this guy provides a significant uh, coaching upgrade from what they had last season. The uh, one guy that I had written down was uh, Ime Yudoka for the uh, Boston Celtics. And I think that I went back and looked at what the kind of the year over year improvement has been from team to team for coach of the year. And the average win total has been improved by around 10 games. And I think that this season, the uh, Celtics with Yudoka have it bring that kind of fresh energy. And I think that this is relatively a threat. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, they can be if they play up to their potential. I think they can be a top four C. Now, if that's going to come to fruition, I don't think so. But the potential is there for sure. Uh, last season, the shortened year, they had 36 wins. They ended up going 500. So I think the win total for the Celtics this year is set at 46 and a half. So I think the books are predicting the Celtics to have a 58 percent winning percentage, which is again a 10 game improvement for the average that has been for the coach of the year over the past 10 years. So I think the, uh, the again another market that Boston is, I think the Boston Celtics name, like the Lakers, the, the Knicks, um, I think that more than capable role players on this team, they, they did, I, I guess you'd say a decent job in upgrading the roster. I think Dennis Schroeder should come in with a chip on his shoulder just because of the whole contract situation where he was offered about $20 million a year from the Lakers now only making 6 million. Um, but I think, you know, the Celtics team is going to compete every single night. So I'm going to take Ime Yudoka at plus 1500. I like that too. Yeah. And, Ime Adoka was definitely the person I was eyeing. Just curious to see how how the Celtics come out and with, whether yeah. they can make that leap that, that you were just alluding to. Yeah, I think they're still dealing with some with COVID things early with, I right, think, right. Al Horford tested positive and also Jalen Brown. So, But it will right. be interesting to see how they come out. I think this is a year where we see a, a, a leap, another leap year from uh, Jason Tatum, and this guy has so much potential. I think when it's all said and done, he can be a top five player uh, in the league in the next couple of years. Uh, let's take another break, Dan, and then we'll come right back and get to the final two categories of the regular season awards. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging, and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com SGP. Do you wish you could have had stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey? Well now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility. 
Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players, start investing in them. Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use promo code SGPNPROP, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players, just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time, as long as the player isn't currently in a game. Use promo code SGPNPROP to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. Are you the best NBA better in the US? You can prove it on OddsCrowd in their free to join and play fantasy betting contest. There is a season-long NBA contest with $3,000 in cash up for grabs as well as weekly $200 contests as well. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tracking app. The most profitable players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. An, odd, an odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests, it's a social app for sports bettors. Free to download, you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And last but not least, make sure to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, let's get to Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off here, man. I just didn't see a situation where another guy outside of Rudy Gobert or Ben Simmons for this award. Um, you know, it's just because Rudy Gobert is just so valuable during the season, as far as rim protection, blocking shots and getting rebounds. He's won three out of the last four years. Maybe the voters are kind of maybe getting tired of, uh, of voting for Rudy Gobert. But if you like Gobert, your best case scenario is to get him now because these odds are going to shift closer and closer to even money as the season progresses. I think the one other name that kind of stood out for me as a very long shot, uh, Jimmy Butler, 50 to one. I think that's a guy that has defensive ped uh, pedigree. He's always tops in the league in steals per game. Um, and, and I think that, you know, that Miami team is probably going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league this year, just because of the dogs that they have on the team, especially on the defensive end. So I think, you know, this was a, a little trickier one for me, but I'll kick it to you, man. Who did you have for the uh, defensive player of the year? Yeah, I, I tend to align with you, man. I just, I don't really like the field uh, for this award. It's usually, it's going to be Rudy Gobert's award to lose. And yeah. I don't see anyone that's going to be, at, I mean, barring injury, right? Um, yeah. Anyone that's going to really compete with him in terms of rim protection, uh, being able to do drop coverage, the rebounding, like he's just a very... He's, he's the best defensive player, uh, at least in, ter in terms of the the media, the eyes of the media. Ru Rudy Gobert is, is the odds-on favorite, and, and, and for good reason. If there's another guy that I would take a dark horse shot at, um, I think it'd probably be... Uh, yeah, I just don't really like the field here, man. Like, I guess you could maybe consider Giannis there at 10-1. to 1. 
Yeah. Uh, just com- coming off of the, the championship year. And we'll see if he can play the full season. We'll see how that knee, how that knee uh, operates, but you know, he's certainly able and willing to, to get that award. Bam out of bio at 14 to one is intriguing to me. I think we might see him be a little bit more play a little bit more of a front court presence um, now that they have like a, a, a true starting unit with Kyle Lowry. So they don't have to rely on him on more of the passing um, at the top of the key. You know, they, he can actually be the defensive menace that he is. Yeah. And he, he certainly has always contributed in steals and blocks as well. Ben Simmons is interesting. I just don't want to bet on anything on Ben Simmons right now, just because yeah. we don't know when he's actually going to play. So um, I think in a normal situation, I think he would obviously be the competition for Rudy, but yeah, given we don't know what's going to happen there, I, I would stay away and just put my money on Rudy at, at three to one. Yeah. I think for Ben Simmons, you probably want to wait. It depends on where he ends up with, with the whole situation that's going on with Philadelphia. And now that he's reporting or, or whatever the case is, but I think you might be getting better odds on Ben Simmons later in the season. Just, we just, it's just a huge question mark right now about what's going on with Ben Simmons. And I think overall, this category, Dan, is very difficult because nobody really plays defense in the NBA where we'll see scores of about 240 points per night when we uh, when the NBA starts. So, um, yeah, that, that this one is a little tricky of a category. I was struggling with this one also. Uh, let's get to our final uh, award here. It's going to be the most valuable player, probably the one that's more interesting and fun. Um, Dan, I'll let you kick this off, man. What do you got for uh, most valuable player for the NBA? Most valuable player I have sprinkled, I've sprinkled on three people here. Okay. Stephen Curry, nine to one. Agreed. I think that we could we could totally see a case where the Warriors, their win total improvement, their their seeding in the Western Conference, and his points per game. Um, and we know how how much he wows the the media. So I could certainly see the narrative case for Stephen Curry here at nine to one. Um, the other one that I was going for was actually James Harden at 20 to one, because I think that okay. the nets, the nets are probably going to have the best record in the Eastern conference. That's going to be off the strength of Harden and or Durant for the sheer fact that James Harden is a thoroughbred. He doesn't miss as many games as Kevin Durant, who by the way, played through the Olympics yeah. and he played through deep into the playoffs. Um, given where he is in his career and his health, I think that this is going to be a James Harden award and we could see him put up some really gaudy stats and yeah. we know that he's been snubbed before. So I think if we have the narrative behind him having the, the best team in the East, uh, plus putting up really good numbers, I think there's a very good chance that he could easily walk away with the award as well. Um, my dark horse, Paul George at 30 to one, okay. mainly because I see him really having a stat, a stat boost for Kawhi Leonard being out for a majority of the season. Um, we don't know when he's going to come back. I think Paul George could easily, what we saw from him in the playoffs was him average 30, 36 and five. And I think that there's no reason why he couldn't do that over the course of a regular season. So um, yeah, he would be my dark horse, but that would also require the Clippers to be, I would say a top three to four team in the Western conference. Um, and that'd be solely off the back of, of, of his work. So um, that would be my dark horse, but I, yeah, I really like Steph Curry at nine to one as well as um, James Harden, but the odds on favor to me, Giannis, eight to one. Okay. Super simple. He's going to be, still be just as just as utilized as he was last year. The way that his game looks coming into the preseason, I mean, we see him doing pull-ups. Yeah. We see him hitting threes. He's actually got arc on his J. He looks great. So at eight to one to me, like that's just extremely great value. So those are the guys that I like, um, but I've already sprinkled on Steph Curry, Giannis, and Harden, and then my dark horse being Paul George. Okay. 
Yeah, I agree with everything that you said about Steph Curry, man. I think that nine to one is pretty good value right now, especially with Clay being out. And if it's a brand new year, this this roster has improved from year over year. Um, I think they'll get out to a fast start. Um, you know, we talked about Jordan Poole and some of the other guys that are on this roster. So I think Steph Curry at nine to one, uh, I agree with you there. Um, I also have a 20 to one, but I, there's, it's another guy that's at 20 to one. That's Trey Young at uh, 20 to one for the Atlanta Hawks. And I think um, you, we talked about this Atlanta Hawks roster. They pretty much brought back the exact same uh, team that got to the Eastern conference finals last year. I think this is a, a, a player that Trey Young, we know that he's going to average close to 25 points per game, maybe more than that. Um, but I think the big thing for him is that I think he's going to lead the league in assists this year. I think there's been an emphasis from Nate McMillan for him to be a better passer and get his teammates involved. Um, and then the one thing that I uh, should have said this before we started talking about MVP was that nine out of the last 10 winners have been number one in player efficiency rating. And then when we talk about efficiency, it's guys like, you know, Nikola Jokic. It's been Steph Curry when he won the award. I think the one year um, when who, who wasn't number one, I believe was what I believe it was either Curry or Russell Westbrook when he had that he averaged a triple double that year. But mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, yeah, I like Trey Young at twenty to one. Um, I, I, we kind of have to mention this guy because he always plays with a chip on his shoulder every single night. I guess this would be my long ho- or my dark horse or, or long shot. Donovan Mitchell at thirty to one. Um, you know, if this team keeps on ending up as a number one seed, I think we finally have to kind of have to recognize that Donovan Mitchell is one of the main reasons why. And this guy, again, could go out every single night and average 30 points per game. But his numbers aren't always going to be there just because there's so many different types of scorers on this team with Joe Ingles. And, and you know, we talk about Jordan Clarkson. So I, I think that 30 to one for me, Donovan Mitchell, I'll probably put down a little bit on that. But um, yeah, those are three guys. I agree with you on Steph Curry, Trey Young, and then also go with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, as my three guys as much as i like luca that plus 380 price is not worth it last year he got off to a slow start so if he does that again you might be able to get better odds on on luca for uh, mvp but um for me yeah uh co-sign with you on steph curry trey young and donovan mitchell as a long shot at 30 to 1 um that pretty much wraps it up for the nba regular season uh prop bets uh awards uh, Dan, any final thoughts about these awards? Anything else that you want to get off your chest before we get into the NBA season, man? Nah, man, I'm just really excited for the season to start here. I mean, this is something that I'm going to be continuing to monitor throughout the season because I think you could certainly leverage your early season, um, your your early season edges yeah. right now um, as the season progresses. So maybe you have a good number on a couple of players that come out super hot cash out and then maybe put your positions on somebody else that may be gaining a little bit more steam as, as time progresses. But I think all the, the people that we outline here certainly have decent chances to walk away with the award in the end. So yeah, just excited to watch, man. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I can't believe we're only a couple of days away from the NBA season now. And uh, you know, we're cranking out the NBA content. We have so much going on. Me and uh, me and uh, Terrell did a sharp off this morning. So I believe that, Pod has already dropped, uh, just finished with uh, Sean and Ryan on the Eastern and Western Conference previews, went through every single win total, and then now we're dropping this uh, NBA regular season uh, awards prop show for you guys, the first ever on the podcast. So that'll bring us to the end of it. Uh, we'll have a lot more prop content coming out throughout the season. Uh, still working out the kinks in the schedule, but definitely look out for all the NBA content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, SGPNNBA. We have a 
NBA Gambling Podcast Twitter now, so we'll pump out all the content there also. And also, now is the time to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast because we will be dropping pods for uh, daily handicapping for also the PropCast. Make sure to subscribe there. Jong, Terrell, uh, also obviously Dan, we're all going to be pumping out the prop content every single uh, week throughout the NBA season. So please make sure to uh, uh, subscribe to the PropCast also, and please leave, leave us a rating and a review. Dan, let the people know where they can find you before we sign off here, man. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus. You can find most of my work there, um, as well as just contributing on a bunch of different pods for SGPN. Um, but yeah, hit me up. Yes, sir. With that being said, find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll talk to you guys next week as far as NBA stuff. Till then, let's break the books off. Good luck with your bets this weekend and let it ride. <laughs>